Yes, as a congregation, we continue to uh, go into these Ten Commandments. And we know, of course, boys and girls, right, there are more than Ten Commandments in the Bible. There are many commandments, but these uh, Ten Commandments were given specifically first to the people of Israel because God's intent to in, in, uh, indwell in them this whole concept of you need to be holy. Since you are my people and I am holy, be holy for I am. I'm holy. We've been through uh, the first four commandments, and this morning we're going to be turning to the fifth commandment. I'm not getting any picks here. To the fifth commandment from Exodus 20, verse 12. And that commandment simply states, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land your God has given you. It's the only commandment that we have that comes with a promise. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land your God is giving you. I want you to think for a moment, for those of you who enjoy comedy, and this might set us apart on age groups as well, do you have a favorite comedian? I imagine if I list some of my favorite comedians, or at least people that I've listened to over my lifetime, those of you who are younger might say, who? What? I remember people like uh, when I used to watch Jay Leno, Johnny Carson even. I was a little bit smaller then. Now, Steve Martin, Jerry Seinfeld. Anybody under 15 know of any of these names? And then there's this person called Rod Rodney Dangerfield. He died, what, back in the 80s, I think. Uh, I don't know if he was my favorite, my favorite comedian. But he had this one line that, that he often began a number of his uh, uh, comedian acts. And there was anybody, some of you will know it. I don't get no respect. Right? And then he would go on and tell about why he thought he wouldn't get any respect from so and so and so and so. I don't get no respect. And I know there are parents here this morning, as we talk about respect, that you would say, that, that, that guy knows what he's talking about. Because I soon learn as a parent, and I, as I begin raising children, and now even myself as a grandparent, helping to raise grandchildren, there are some days you walk away and you say, I don't get no Respect. And surely there are some parents here this morning who feel, you're feeling that way right now. Uh, things have been good for a while as the kids were beginning to grow, but once they start kind of getting a mind of their own and developing their own personalities, all of a sudden the respect that they once kind of showed you is in the dim lights. And you start feeling very disrespected. Or am I not touching anyone this morning? Feeling very disrespected. And maybe if you're listening as a child this morning, or as a young adult as a child, I just want to ask as we go forward, do you respect your parents? Do you respect your mom? If you have a mother, do you respect your father? If you have a father, do you respect your grandparents? And this, of course, as the Catechism talks about, do you respect all of those placed in authority over you? 
That would include teachers, police officers, and yes, even as adults, as we have to swallow sometimes, even political figures. Respect. I'm going to talk this morning uh, about six ways that, that children can respect their parents. And, and I'll be bringing in a number of scripture verses to, to, to highlight some of these things. But I, as, as we go through these commandments, you kind of notice that when God gives us a command, he doesn't really lay out like we did last week with, with the Sabbath day. Remember, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. God, would you lay that out for us? He doesn't lay that out. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land you live in. Would you lay that out of what it looks like to honor them? No, he doesn't necessarily do that here. He does it throughout scripture, but not after each of these commands. Honor your father and your mother, first of all, deals with respect. Respecting your parents. Now, respect and honor differ in this way. Honor is a higher form of respect. In fact, honor is the highest form of respect that you can give your parent. To honor them. Maybe some of you boys and girls, do they still talk about honor rolls in school? You get on the honor roll, you go, whoo, it used to be like a B or a B plus, I don't remember. What this is saying when it says respect your parents, it says your parents, put your parents on the honor roll of the highest possible honor that they could receive. That's what it means to respect your mother and or your father or those who are in authority over you because you soon learn as a child, at least as, as you begin to grow in age, you kind of learn how to be disrespectful. That's that, that depraved stuff that's inside of all of us. We learn how to disrespect them sometimes by watching other friends of ours. And it's so easy, isn't it, to show disrespect. And mainly it's, it's through this tongue, uh, these hurtful words that sometimes as parents and grandparents are like shocked at how they can come out so quickly, even at such a young age, where, where a child as yourself can be sassy. I still remember my dad when I was about seven or eight saying, why are you full, so full of sass towards me, Jim? So I must have been sassy to him. I don't think I'm the only child that ever was. Or back talk. When your parent or parents speak to you, you have something always to say back that may not necessarily be very nice. And speaking of very nice, sometimes name calling. And I'm, and I shouldn't be amazed, but I still am at the kind of names children and young people can come up with to call their parents. Ugly, demeaning names that belittles them. Listen to what the Bible says about honoring your parents and showing respect. Deuteronomy 27, verse 16 says, Cursed is anyone who dishonors their father or mother. <laughs> no surprise. Then all the people shall say, amen. And all the parents should say, don't say it, but amen. That was the Old Testament law. You were cursed if you dishonored them. In fact, you'll find. I think there's only one commandment which doesn't result in the death penalty. This also resulted in the death penalty in Israel. You dishonor your parents, you're put to death. Proverbs 17, and Proverbs, if you want to, as a parent, know how to 
deal with your children and children how to deal with your parents. Read through Proverbs with them. It's a really a great study for parent and child. Children's children, Proverbs 17 says, are a crown to the aged. And how many of you children think like this? And parents are the pride of their children. Now, sometimes we as parents may talk about our children as our pride and joy. But the scriptures here say a parent is the pride of their children. In other words, boys and girls, young people, when, when you're with your parents and maybe you're going to introduce them to someone, you say something like, this is my mom and dad. <laughs> and I'm so proud of them. I don't think that's ever said. But that's kind of what the scripture is saying. A parent, the parents are the pride of their children. Honor them by showing respect. Another way to honor your parents is by submitting to them. And, and this includes, of course, submitting to all authority. A submission is simply uh, children, young people. Um, you're yielding to them and their words. Um, you're, you're kind of giving up what you want. You're not demanding your way, even though we do often as children, right? It means I'm not going to demand my own way when my mother or father or the authoritative figure in their life tells them to do something. When I'm told to do the chores or a certain chore, a parent doesn't have to tell me five times. When I'm told what the curfew is going to be, that doesn't mean this can fall into discussion. Of course it can as your child ages. But when I'm told that 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock or midnight is the curfew time, after talking about it nicely with mother or father and then coming to, you come into agreement. But once they make a decision, that's what the rule is at home. Or, I think of late, you know, haircuts change all the time, right? I've been seeing late a lot of mullets. Are they called mullets? I kind of like them. I think they're cool. But maybe you're one of those children who... Who's, who would like one, and you say, well, but all my friends, I still remember saying this when I was like in junior high, all my friends' haircut is this way, and it was getting long, it was a long hair thing then, right? That's why you're seeing my senior picture finally, and my hair is like down here. That was the style. Now kids are getting mullets, and, and maybe your mother or father is saying, oh, well, that's nice, but guess what? As long as you live in my house, you're not getting a mullet. And you might not like that, but you know what? In the end, that's mom or dad's decision. You can continue to talk about it, Maybe to work things out. But what they say is the rule of law. That's called submission. I'm submitting to the desires of my parents. That means I'm going to obey. And boys and girls, especially those of you who are younger, no parent should ever have to say after they give you something to do, a command for sake of words, they should never have to say, isn't this interesting how we learn to count as parents? One, two, three. And some of you... Probably go a little longer than that. Boys and girls, your parents never should have to count to three. When they say this is what you need to do, you should jump and do it immediately. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, verses 1 and 2, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It's the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And notice again, and our catechism speaks about that as well, that this teaching tool that we have, this just doesn't go for your parents. This is why it's so important to learn to children to be submissive at home, because once you leave the home, or even if you're there in your, 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 your uh, uh, teenage years, until you graduate, 
if, if you learn to submit to them at home, guess what? You're going to have a lot less trouble when you come across teachers at school, police officers, political candidates and the like, because the Bible also tells us that we are to be submissive to them. If you're not submissive to your parents at home and you, and you think, good, I can get away with that, wait till you step into the world away from them and you will find out that your lack of submission is going to hurt you big time in your life. That's why it's so important for parents and for children to understand submission. A third way that we can honor our parents is by listening to their instruction. Sometimes a child might be asked, who's your favorite teacher? I had a favorite teacher when I went through different classes. And I'm sure, boys and girls, you might have a favorite teacher. And, and if I say that, who do you think about right now? Don't forget that your favorite teacher should be your parent. Because your parent and parents, grandparents, are going to be the most influential people in your life. You don't realize that at the time, especially when you get to be a teenager, right? You don't realize it at the time. But your parent will be the most influential teacher in your life. <clears throat> I remember when I was going through my teenage years, and all of us, can, I guess, I think would agree, we would, we would say something like this. One of my parents would be seeking to impart wisdom into our lives. We kind of walk away thinking, boy, these old people, they don't have a clue about anything. Right? That's what you think. Most of us when we're teenagers, they don't have a clue. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't understand what it's like to be a teenager, forgetting that we were all teenagers at one time. My parents don't have a clue. I want to encourage you, boys and girls, teenagers, when your parents speak, you need to listen. They have your best interest in mind, even though you might not think so. To learn to be all ears when they speak, when they give you advice. <laughs> to, Advice about dating. Advice about what friends you should have. When they impart moral teaching upon you. When they give you advice about life in general. They are preparing you to leave home. And the more you can listen to them and obey at home and seek understanding. Because guess what? Your parents have wisdom. They've lived through those years. They've lived through a good part of their life at times. And they can impart that wisdom onto you. Proverbs 1, verses 89 says, Listen, my son, to your father's instructions, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are like a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. Wow. Ever hear that verse before? Like a garland, like a chain around my neck to, to, and also uh, to, to grace my head. Proverbs 23 says, listen to your father who gave you life. And do not despise your mother when she is old. Honor your parents by listening to them. The fourth way to honor them is to honor your parents by being patient with their failings. Because uh, we don't have to live too long as we begin to gain some understanding to discover, and sometimes it's a harsh discovery, my mom and or my dad and my grandparent and my, or my grandma or whoever the authority figure is, they're not perfect. And I thought they were. But one morning you wake up and you find out 
that they're not. On any given day, I find this already as, as a grandfather with uh, six grandchildren, five and under. It's so easy to lose patience, isn't it, with your child or grandchild? You just lose your cool and and then sometimes you say things you shouldn't say and you do things you shouldn't do and you regret it later and you know you can't take it back. And it hurts because you mean well and are out for their best interests. Boys and girls, young people, when, when your parent is having a bad day, because <laughs> they're going to, when they've kind of had it up to here with, with in, in many cases, your misbehavior or your mouth or your lip or whatever it might be, the catechism reminds us that you need to be patient with their failings when they lose it because every parent's going to lose it on a given day. There should be all kinds of amens going with this. Every parent is going to lose it on a given day and regret what they say or do. And children at such times, be patient with them understanding that they're not perfect. And to be quick, because a parent should then ask for forgiveness. You're modeling that, you're teaching your children that. When they ask for forgiveness, you forgive them. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 2, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. They have to bear with you, children, and you need to bear with them. The Catechism says these words regarding those failings. When it says, what is God's will for you in the fifth commandment? Not only do I honor and love them and to be loyal to them and to those in authority over me, not only submitting myself to them, but also that I be patient with their failings. For through them, God chooses to rule us. Honor your parents, honor your father and your mother. A fifth way to honor them is through this thing called discipline. Uh, who likes discipline? Who, who says, boys and girls, you ever wake up in the morning and, or a teenager and say, Mom or Dad, could you discipline me today? I think it's something I need, but could you just mind taking some time to discipline me? Could you please give me a time out? I really enjoy those so much. Uh, or, or, you know what, you only grounded me for three days. Could you ground me for a month? I really deserve it. I, I know what I did. Oh, and what, you're only going to take my cell phone away from me for 24 hours? Take it away for a month. I deserve it. We as parents understand, boys and girls, teenagers, that part of our task, our God-given task, is to correct unholy behavior. You th and you might think we enjoy doing that. Oh, great, finally, I can instill some more discipline on this child. It's not something that parents or grandparents necessarily enjoy. It's something that God calls them to do. And that's why they give you timeouts when you're naughty. That's why they will ground you from time to time. And I think a really good thing for those of you, those of you who have children with cell phones, I'm, at least of what I hear parents correctly, that's probably the biggest thing to take away from them that affects their lives in a big way. You take the cell phone away. The attention, of course, children, is to shape your moral character. Remember, these are the most influential people you'll ever have in your life as teachers. And it is a parent's task to shape your moral character. It teaches you to obey 
And the more you learn to obey at home, the less trouble you're going to get into your life. Because if you don't learn obedience at home, when you come up against police officers, teachers, principals, political figures, if you haven't learned to obey, you're going to find up getting a lot of bumps in the road along your life that you don't want to have to get if you've learned how to obey when you were at home. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, verse 24, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Proverbs 22, verse 15, folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive them away. Now, the author here is not talking about child abuse when it talks about the rod and, and beating them to, to, to a kind of pulp. He's talking about the concept is just you, you need to give discipline to the child. Proverbs 29, a rod and a reprimand imparts wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. Discipline your children and they will give you peace. And they will bring you the delights that you desire. Honor your parents when they discipline you. And finally this morning, how to honor your parents is by showing that you care for them. Now this is first talking about when you're living with them. As you're growing up as a child. When you're a teenager, before you leave the home, before you, you, you cut the strings and you kind of live in separate residences and the like, you first of all are to care for your parent when you are at home. And this simply means stuff like this. And this is it's like, you know, Brenda and I will get cards from the grandchildren. Cute cards, right? The, the first thing you're kind of, you're in your preschool or just below. They're not, some of the areas you can get, some of it you don't know what they did. But you know what you get the most is out of it? On the bottom where it says, love you. Huh? Love you, Grandma. Love you, Grandpa. Love you, Mom and Dad. Even just saying that from time to time because sometimes they don't feel very loved as parents. So you can send them, mothers, that's why Mother's Day and Father's Day's cards are kind of nice. They give an opportunity to make up uh, more things. Not to make up, meaning to make them up, but to have time to say, you know, Dad and Mama really love you. And in fact, every one of us who's been a child and has left the home, and usually this happens when you get to be 28, 30, 35. Eventually you send a kind of card that says something like this. You know what? I know I was kind of a rascal when I was at home. And I know I didn't always listen to you. And I know I had a sassy mouth and a lot of back talk. But you know what? Thank you for raising me and disciplining me. I didn't realize it then, but you were doing a really good thing. And the person I am today has much to do with how I was raised. Send them a card. Communicate with them at home. Even as you get older, I know as, as a teenager, it's, you kind of lose this connection for a while. It's okay to sit down and say, hey, dad and mom, I care about your feelings. How are you doing? Oh, you heard that they're kind of going through a rough patch because of something. Uh, maybe they lost their job, whatever it might be. It's okay for you as a teenager to say, to share your feelings and how you doing? Mom and dad, I, I care about you. Not only, however, when they're at home, but, but also once they leave the house. And as your parents begin to age. I know that, let's see, I'm, I'm, I'm told by all these people who've gone through all these stages. You know, it's nice having grandchildren now around again. Because it's like you're parenting all over again. And you kind of can 
fix what you messed up when you're, they were your kids, right? And grandparenting is a little bit different that way. In fact, if they need fixing, you usually what? You just send them back to mom and dad, and they'll take care of it. But it says, take care of your parents as they age. What this simply means is, once you leave the home, and if you marry, and if you have a family, don't become an absentee son or daughter, even if your father or mother were. Do not become an absentee son or daughter. I read this week someplace that, regarding storks. Boys and girls, you know what a stork is? Do they really deliver babies? I mean, come on. Did the, did the stork deliver a baby to your house? As the storks age, I'm told, they can no longer get out of their nest. They probably can't fly anymore, I'm guessing. But that also means is they can't get food anymore. And if it wasn't for their offspring, their children, they would die right then and there. But I'm told, according to storkology, that's a word, the children will leave, they will find food for mom or dad, and bring it back to the nest. That, right, that role reversal kind of thing. Isn't that beautiful? That role reversal. Boys and girls, young people, those of us who are married and have left home and our parents are aging, what this simply is saying is, listen, you never stop honoring your father and mother through your lifetime. Don't become an absentee son or an absentee daughter. You need to care for them. Interesting, if you read Matthew 15, and here are these Pharisees, these religious leaders, like the holy of holy religious types, loving to be seen in public with their holiness and their righteousness. Jesus is getting on their case, because here they are bringing these great gifts to the temple, and that's money. I don't quite know how this system worked, but this is money that they would get back in some way. They're bringing huge amounts of money, so that the money they know that they're going to be getting back, while down the road, mom and dad are, are, are living like homeless, and they're poor. And they're ignoring them altogether. And Jesus, is, this is where he brings up this fifth commandment. He says, what's the matter with you people? Don't you, you, you people who say you, got, you obey the law perfectly. Don't you remember that the law says you to honor your father and your mother? And here you're bringing all your money into here, money you know you're going to get back. And you're letting them live like squalors. You are to honor them and to love them and to care for them. In other words, he's saying, take this money and go and give it to mom and dad because they need it to live on. Jesus was honoring and his mother and wanted them to honor that as well. In fact, do you remember how Jesus honored his mother? Is there one clear example in Scripture? Where was he when he was honoring his mom, when his mom was aging and he was about ready to leave town? On the cross? Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. His mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved, standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, now listen how he cares, he's going to care for mom. Woman, here's your son, the Apostle John. And to the disciple he said, And here is your mother. I can't take care of her anymore. I'm going to die. And I'm going to be going to heaven. John, I'm giving now that responsibility to you. Here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Even while he was dying in his worst of pain, he still had the, the concern and the care that mother would be taken care of. Uh, Paul as well says to us, uh, as, he, as he's writing to a young pastor by the name of Timothy, it's our responsibility as well 
Remember these verses from Timothy? Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. But if a widow, listen, has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by how? By caring for their own family and so repairing their, uh, repaying their parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to God. You know, it's, it's called the repayment plan. You took care of me when I was a kid. Now it's my opportunity to take care of you. I, I mentioned to Brenda this week, I, I just remember so clearly, and I was, I was a teenager, I think, at the time. Just can't quite remember how old I was. But as a number of us have, my, my grandma was uh, in a nursing home, senile, seven years the nurses had to roll her over every day not to, care, not to have bed sores. She couldn't communicate with anyone. Just ah, ah, music, kind of talking for seven years. Every single day I saw my mom go down to that nursing home. And every single day, for seven years, she cared for her. And you don't think that left an impact on me? And all, a number of us have parents or had grandparents where we see that happening. And that's, that's what... God is talking about here when he says, honor your parents by caring for them, even if they get to a state of place where they won't even know if you're there or not, you're still caring for them because it's our responsibility to care for mom and dad until the day they die. And you know what else that means? Even if they were the kind of parents that weren't good parents, even if it was the kind of parent that there was abuse involved or an absentee father, we still have an obligation in some way as they age to care for them. Six ways to honor our parents. Uh, and doing this, did you notice, comes with a promise. It's the only one that comes with a promise. And you may live long in the land your God has given you. And for Israel, that meant as you're going into the Holy Land, he says, I want you to really have, I, I'm thinking of your best interest. And I'm going to give you, give you some things to think about as you go in there. As you begin to live and to live life, and as you have children and children's children, if you honor your parents you're going to have a whole lot better time in the promised land than if you did not. And boys and girls and teenagers, that's the same principle that is applied to us today. If you learn to honor your mother and father, grandparents, all those in authority over you, if you learn how to do that well at home by listening by these six things I've just talked about, you're going to have a lot less trouble in life. But for those who don't learn to listen at home and to obey at home and to submit at home, your life is going to be a lot more difficult than what it needs to be. I want you to hear that clearly this morning because I want you to have a good life. Your mom and dad and grandpa and grandma want you to have a good life with less bumps in the road. But some of this onus belongs on you. So before you get sassy next time and before you talk back next time, before you say things that are really mean to mom and dad, next time you yell at them when they try to discipline you, would you remember they're, your best interest is in mine because it really is. And if you listen and obey, you too can grow up to become a, a, just a, a child of God. Uh, and, and just to pass that out to, as you age, if you who marry and have children from generation to generation. And that's always because you've learned how to honor God, how to honor your mother, and how to honor your father. Let's pray together. And I share this prayer um, written by uh, an author. Father, a parenting is humbling. 
And at times we as parents feel helpless to our own faults. We know we won't get it right every time. There will be many times when our patience expires and our choices will not align with your will. This morning we ask for your forgiveness when we fall short as parents. Father, bless the generations that have gone before us and the legacies and lessons they have left to us to learn from. Help us as children to honor our parents and caregivers. Work a miracle in our hearts to forgive those who have been mistreated, oppressed, and abused us. We can't do that on our own power, God. Nor can we see each other as you see us. Adjust our perspective daily to see and honor the people you have placed in our lives, especially mom and dad. Forgive us for criticizing them. Forgive us for battling them. Forgive us when we do not listen or behave. And dishonor them with our words and bad behavior. Help us to honor you, God, by how we honor them and each other. We praise you for making a way for us regardless of how far we fall short. Your love is leveling, and there is power in your name. May we call on you always through the power that Jesus Christ can give us as parents and as children to be holy. In Jesus' name, everyone say, amen.